and welcome to yet another fabulous episode of Retail Nightmares. I am your co-ghost, Jessica Delisle. With me from the safety of her own domicile is my fabulous co-ghost, Alicia Tobin. Hello. Hello. Are you energy-wise increasing from our last week? Yeah. Um, today, like energy-wise, I'd say like right now is pretty good. Wow. Yesterday, I decided I was allowed to go to bed at 7 p.m. And so I took Hank out, but then I found a dog, uh, which is yeah. like my thing that I do. Yeah. Uh, How many dogs have you found? Pets. Since I moved in here on my own and returned exclusively, three. But how many have I helped catch? Probably like at least seven or eight more. Why? Like, are there like people? No, this just... is just like kind of like the sign I was born under. Like, it's <laughs> just always catcher. been like this. So That's it doesn't, for me, it's not like ever like abnormal when it happens. I'm just like, oh, yeah. Okay, now this is the thing that I'm doing. Yeah. Um, to be continued in Papo of the Week. Okay, I look forward to hearing the rest of it. And I'm glad your energy is increasing. Mine is way down. I'm at the bottom of the barrel, energy slime So style. we'll have a real mellow yellow podcast. Yeah, if it's brown, flavored. flush it down. And mm. this is a great segue into introducing our guest. One of my favorite people, he's a returning guest. I think this is your fourth time. He's a musician. He performs as Tommy Tone. You know him from the internet and just an all-round star, denim goddess. It's Tom Whalen. Hi. Hi. Nice to be here. Welcome back. Yeah, you may know me from the internet. Uh, <laughs> I know you from Milk Milk Lemonade, around yeah. the corner. Yeah. Tom former, works at the grocery store. Former Milk Milk Lord. You're Milk Boy. See, now I listened to the previous episode in order to prepare for this one uh, because I'm so full of myself. And Alicia, you said the exact same thing. You said the milk, milk, lemon, lemonade, yeah. round the corner for I just made. Tom limerick. is hiding in the cooler. I have only four jokes. That's okay. Yeah. Wow. What a dark point in my life. Not for me. That was a highlight no. for me. <laughs> you I love seeing you there. It was so great. It always oh. made me laugh. Yes. I'm glad. I'm glad you laughed at my pain. You could give me shit about uh, working at a great organic grocery store that totally didn't have an infestation of rats and not at all. all sorts. Not we've yeah. never not, no maggots not falling from the ceiling. Oh, um, I, I remembered that recently. Never mind. Sorry. But that your last your last uh, appearance on the podcast was 2019. I realized so we've had a whole it. dang pandemic happen without having you on. You're in Toronto now. You've relocated. You're married. Oh, yeah, yes. you're married. I'm married. Yes. So Huge much, news. So much has happened. How's married life treating you? Folks, <laughs> I love this shit. <laughs> All right. That's great. Loving it. No, ba -ba -ba -ba. Yeah. I, I, McDonald's sold that for me. Yeah. I, I invented that actually. I wanted to include that in your intro, but you wouldn't let me. I'm very much in love. Oh, that's lovely. Fine time with my partner. So, and, uh, and I'm going to school here as well. I'm going to university of Toronto, a university that I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I did the background check before and there was not any Former instructors that became insane uh, people. So, yeah, yes. <laughs> good no, to Jordan me. Peterson. Why are we all there? saluting? <laughs> uh, By all, I'm saluting I mean, just Tom and I. 
Forget which university he's affiliated with. Um, I think it's uh, Phoenix University. The, uh... <laughs> That's where I went. Yeah, I learned VCR repair there, actually. <laughs> That's probably, you know, like if still needed. Yeah. Someone's got to do it. It'd be fascinating to know how to fix something. Tom yeah. has officially been credited on music videos I've made as dad transfer because he would transfer from digital to analog to digital again. So that's abbreviated to dad. I thought Tom was your son. Yeah, but he's, I mean, also a million different people from one day to the next. I don't like, need credit for that. He contains hey, multitudes. I don't need a microphone. <laughs> I don't need no microphone. Sorry. To yeah, you're going to have to explain. <laughs> right off the bat, reference an inside joke is a thing that Tom and I decided is a fake Britney Spears song. And it would be like, I don't need no microphone. Like when you're oh, sound yeah. checking and you'd like push <laughs> away the microphone, just sing it like a goat. It's an, you know, a Britney Spears B-side. But it's brilliant because every time Britney would be like, sing for us, Britney. And they thrust a uh, microphone into her hand. She'd just be like. She'd be all coy and she'd be like, I don't need no microphone. And then just like <laughs> mime a microphone under her. It's you got to be there in person to see it. But also this is why no one knows it because she's never recorded into a microphone. <laughs> yeah, because you can't record it. Yeah. Alicia, I understand that you think it's really funny. You're going to laugh later. That's <laughs> totally fine with me. I'm already sitting on my own weird world of things I'm thinking about, which is you look so much tonight like Carrie Fisher in Star Wars. Thank you. I was... Wait, who are you talking to? You, Princess Leia. Oh. You look yeah. like Princess Leia just because of your headphones? The headphones and the white. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, you see it now, right? It's just a white t-shirt, but I'm like, yep, I see it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, should we uh, do a round of retail whatevers? Retail ding-dongs? Yeah. Retail, uh, oh, I had a Klondike bar. Oh, what What did you do for it? <laughs> I just put it into my basket on DoorDash. Ah. Was it good? I've never had a so Klondike So good. It's bar. like a dip cone without the cone. I had that no idea. Good. But is it like an ice cream sandwich? But there's no cookie part. It's, okay, just it's just ice cream dipped in that crunchy magic chocolate shell. Mm, you may need to make a new theme song for this. Yeah. Crunchy magic shell. Yeah. With brown on the outside, wet in the middle. Oh. Put it all together. Uh, diddle, fiddle, diddle. Mm. <laughs> Peter you are not kidding wow. about the low energy. You guys, I went to bed this morning at 6.30 a.m. and coincided with a bunch of crows uh, screaming at a raccoon that was up past its bedtime. So it was like, finally, time to sleep. And then it was like, nonstop. I even got up and I just opened my blinds and looked out the window and there were six crows that all looked at me and then sheepishly just like hopped away and didn't make another sound after that. (laughs) Like I, I am a crow principal, I guess. I don't know. Well, they probably have like some understanding that you're nice to them. Yeah. They're like, oh, fuck. Like, we really just disappointed our, our f- friend who gives us nuts. Yeah. They, I feel like <laughs> that's probably what happened. Yeah. But that's what I'm operating on. And now I did, I did sleep for another like hour and a half. That is not enough. You can, no matter what you're adding up for us, it's still horrifying. I think I got like five. I got a solid five, maybe five and a half. So not, uh, not too shabby. In Montreal, that's a two bedroom. Um, Tom, do you have a retail nightmare or experience? I don't. Come back to me, please. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I can tell my 
I can just tell one huge long one that goes into like several days of just not knowing time and space. Yeah, let's ha- let's make this the longest episode ever. Like the episode will be several days long. We'll do a marathon. We'll do like yeah. a fundraiser, but we'll have no charity. We'll raise PBS. no money. Yeah. Call now for your tote bag. <laughs> yeah, let's do okay. it. All right. No, Please. you know that at this stage of the podcast, like you've been on enough to know that we don't need a, like a really fully formed anything from you. We're just happy to have you here. Yeah. Thank you. So last week I was walking to the store with my friend Arliss. Arliss's wife, Stephanie, and I walk dogs together a lot. Posey has been Papo of the week. Posey is Hank's best friend. Um, we were walking down the street. Arliss was going to visit Stephanie somewhere. And I was going, of course, to Shoppers Drug Mart to buy something for my cough. And as we're walking down Camby Street, you know me, I'm always like, know my surroundings. I'm watching things happen. And I see a woman that's visibly upset. She's on her phone. She's crying. And hovering close to her is a senior wearing a mask and those big senior kind of blue blocker sunglasses. And uh, the senior is just dressed all in blue and is carrying this really cool glass milk bottle holder, which is oh. a blue plastic, like a, almost like a teal blue. So it's really caught my eye because I like a industrial <laughs> useful plastic <laughs> thing. But I see something's wrong. So I step in between the senior and the woman who's on the phone uh, just to like create that weird like, oh, what am I doing here? I s- somehow I'm subtly and also in the bus stop mm-hmm, with you waiting. Right. I'm exactly. also waiting for the bus. What's happening? Uh, and when that happens, the senior leaves and I, the woman is on the phone with the police. Oh, wow. Crying. And she has a small child with her. I can't quite remember the size, but small, small enough to be considered a toddler, I would guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, the woman is crying. She's like, I was being harassed by this woman for feeding a pigeon. Whoa. Jeez. And she was, you know, hovering over me and she wouldn't leave me alone. And she kept yelling at me about feeding the pigeon. And so when she takes a breath, I just look at her and I'm like, are you okay? And she's like, yes, I am. So my friend and I keep going. And I see the senior kind of like quickly, like kind of beelining through the little between 18th and uh, 19th, that little spot where everyone Uh has coffee and disappearing. And I'm like, oh, she must be part of the neighborhood. I just haven't noticed her before. And I kind of chuckled to myself because everyone's always feeding the pigeons. It's beside JJ Bean where this yeah. happened. There's now these all these picnic tables set up. Traffic's mm-hmm. not allowed there. Pigeons are just, they're having their day. Mm-hmm. And why this, I don't, didn't see the interaction. I don't know all the details of it. But I also had that moment where I'm like, why is this person calling the police for this? And then I thought about that Spider-Man cartoon where all the spider-mans are pointing at each other sure yes it's like we're all just a bunch of white people and i'm like why is that person calling the police but it's like i mean she's a white person that's just what we do it's a bunch of karens pointing at each other yeah and i i thought about it a lot (laughs) and i the other day i was in choices again and the senior showed up with her little milk thing you called the police and i called the police (laughs) i was like i found the pigeon woman called the milk police and I put her face right in the kale. Um, <laughs> but now I was waiting in line with my groceries and watching her. And of course, like that behavior might, you know, indicate that someone may not be balanced. And I don't think I would have called the cops, but I didn't see all of it. But I did see this senior arguing with some kale. So I think. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, I think like not arguing, but like, oh, you're so expensive this week. And. Etc. And I was like, this is great. Pigeon Lady is a new 
neighborhood favorite. Was wow. the was the milk senior wearing the same like all matching outfit? Yes, all blue. Yeah. Okay. Does this person sound familiar to you? No, I'm just like I've got like a real picture in my head, and I was like, is this like a common uniform, or was that just like a was it laundry day? I'm trying to imagine. I'm not in that neighborhood very often anymore. And it was probably like maybe just short of a week since that happened. Maybe that's just her day to wear. It's actually a pretty great outfit. And then like, so it's like a navy blue and everything's cotton that she's wearing. And then this milk crate thing that she carries, it carries six glass bottles. Could you paint it for us? <laughs> yeah, I could paint it for you. Okay. Okay. That's, re- that's, that's really weird though. What I was imagining is, you know, that sort of like shimmery tracksuit material. Sort okay. of, <laughs> yeah, I was no. imagining it's matching way top more and like bottom, utilitarian. all blue. And then with the milk. So it's like this lady's just hopped up on calcium and she's got that cow rage. We're not meant to drink that much. That's why that's that's why. Uh, OK. Oh, oh, you drew the, the the milk container. Oh, OK. Yeah, the milk carrier. That's the only part I cared about. If you OK. I thought you going to paint her. Oh, yeah, like she kind of dressed like Mr. Rogers a bit. Okay. Yeah, kind of like Mr. Rogers, like very practical. Utilitarian. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then wearing a utilicilt also? <laughs> never. Full I would of never. Well, that's what I'm wearing right now. Say that I didn't like them to you. Well, <laughs> you've got a new neighborhood character to, to watch out for. It's like a Where's Waldo style, like got to catch them I've all. I've got so many neighborhood characters. There's Hot Dave. Hot Dave's my favorite. Not Dave Shumka. <laughs> Dave Shumka, though, I mean, that He's guy is hot. aging beautifully. Yeah. Hot Dave is just when Dave wears a button-up cardigan. <laughs> hot Dave is when Dave is wearing his, <laughs> his aloe bean jacket of his. It looks real good in. Uh, no, a different Dave. Not to say that one. Dave is not, of course, a handsome man. Speaking of clothes, uh, I should just reveal, I don't know if this is backwards, but... Does, oh. Can everyone see this right now? Yeah. Oh, it's is a Pet Shop Boys. Pet Shop shirt. Yeah, this is a red bubble uh, unofficial <laughs> Pet Shop Boys shirt that I bought because I've decided I'm in the point of my life where I'm buying rock and music tees. Welcome. Now, yeah, so I, I bought that off Red Bubble pretty quick. So it's just a white t-shirt with plain black centered Times New Roman lowercase text that says, what have I done to deserve this? Yes. Uh, of course, that's their classic song with Dusty Springfield from Such 1987. It really is. What have I? What have I? What have I done? Since you went away, and the, and the rest. I've been hanging around. I've been wondering why. I'm feeling down. You went away. Should make me feel better. I don't know. I'm going to get through. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's really good. I love, them. I love them a lot. They had a tour that was canceled during the pandemic, and now it's rescheduled. It's like them and New Order. I want to go see them because they're playing in Toronto. Yeah. Well, yeah. Jay just got his haircut from our friend Alan, who was saying he had tickets to go see them. And he said, I'm thinking of just going to see the Pet Shop Boys and then leaving before New Order because I've just seen New Order so many times. And I was like, what? Can I go and become yeah, Alan? For, what have for, I done to like, deserve that? Yeah, I was just like, can you imagine being so like rich in, in experiences of being like, oh, I've seen New Order so many times. It's like, <laughs> how many, you know, how many times do I need to listen to Bizarre Love Triangle live? Like, you, yeah. we get it. Like, Blue Monday, we've heard it. You might just be tired. Oh, yeah, for sure. Also, Alan's point is valid. I was just like, I couldn't imagine 
skipping new order i don't know i'll go see anyone at this point i mean the lineup fuck anything that moves (laughs) the lineup for the peony thing came out recently like the bands that play at the peony oh yeah does it was there anybody you really wanted to see or that would be really funny to see well i'm on the wrong damn side of the country i was gonna say isn't it the cne there um but the peony pacific national exhibition that's like where Mm -hmm. where i saw huey lewis and Cindy Lauper and the B-52s. And I'm still to this day kicking myself that I did not go see ZZ Top on my birthday. Oh, that would have been so good. I know. And now R.I.P. Well, if you like the sounds of the Steve Miller band. Oh, wow. Bare Naked Ladies with special guest Kim Mitchell. <laughs> Chicago. Mm. Uh, Nelly. <gasps> Sally's Whoa. going to see Nelly. <laughs> it, it's getting hot in here, Nelly? Yeah. Yeah. Blue Rodeo. Oh, uh, I think I've. Oh no, yeah. I've seen. I haven't seen Blue Rodeo. I've seen Blue. I feel like Blue Rodeo Club. would be nice. The the best one here is Vancouver Symphony Orchestra Classical Mystery Tour, a tribute to the Beatles. Wow! So it's That's just all this fun. the string arrangements from. I feel like people are going to throw little donuts at them. Yeah, but maybe not. <laughs> and they'll land on all the cellists' bows. Yes, exactly. And they'll be like. <laughs> Thanks. And then they use the cinnamon sugar as like rosin on their bows. It's great. Yes. That's their meal for the <laughs> show. How they get paid. Yeah. I don't think I have. Oh, I'm I'm going to see a musical. That's the big exciting thing. Are you thing. going to see Kelly? I'm going to see Kinky Boots. Kelly's in Kinky so Boots. So great. I was looking at, at uh, tickets and then I got like overwhelmed with the idea and then I forgot to buy them. I know. That's what I was doing too. Uh, but tonight is their first night of previews so oh cool very nice. this is why i stayed up until six because i was hemming jeans for kelly to wear <laughs> uh because it's so stressful to me like i'm not even involved in it and just hearing about it there's so many moving parts it's a musical there's also a pandemic so everyone's practicing with masks on and then there's essentially like previews are like the musical part was a joke <laughs> Sorry. No, <laughs> but it's true that there weren't moving parts. It's true. The stage is two levels. Like that blew my mind. So the pants that her character was wearing, she didn't like it. So she went like at 10 a.m. when the mall opened and found high waisted flared jeans. And she was like, I oh, found wow. a pair. Nice. I found a pair. And so not only is it stressful, there's COVID, there's rehearsals. I just realized she's doing an accent the whole time. It's like a British accent. Like there, no. it's all, everyone's doing it. So right. it's like singing, dancing, acting, accent. And she started her day with trying on jeans. I was like, that is the worst day of anyone's life. <laughs> so after wow. she finished rehearsals, after 11, she like dropped off these jeans and she needed like five inches taken off of them. And I was like... I will do this. We salute you. Yeah. I'd never hemmed jeans before and I don't have a sewing machine. So it was, uh, I'm all cut up on Riverdale. That's what I'll say. Nice. Well Are done. you still making the Kelly smoothies? Yes. So you're Kelly's assistant. You're her assistant, but also best friend. So really you're just a best friend. I'm just forcing her to let me help her because she's on day 17 of 27 days working straight in a row and I don't care how strong anyone is that's like a recipe for burnout and exhaustion so yeah so you're kind of like a retail dream I'm a jean genie (laughs) jean genie doobity doo so yeah I've got these flaps of denim if anyone (laughs) wants to 
have a little Ooh, denim oh, ASMR. I, I actually I, need a piece of denim, maybe. This is uh, 99% cotton, 1% elastane. I don't know if that'll mm. work for you, but I've got four flaps. We were joking that we were going to turn them into like cuffs. and <laughs> We oh, could have matching nice. cuffs or like chokers, like a fingerless glove. They're so, very uh, uh, Justin and Brittany. Oh, for yes. sure. I don't need Extremely. no microphone. I got <laughs> denim cuffs. Yeah, but I'm very excited about that, uh, mm. seeing that show. And I know so little about it, but mentioning Cindy Lauper reminded me because all the music's by Cindy Lauper. And there's like full on drag performances in it. Like, I'm very excited. Amazing. What wow. time is the show? Daily? When it does it air? No, when you go see or it tonight. Like, oh, no, I'm not going tonight. Tonight's just previews. I'm oh. going later in the month. But okay. there, it's running for all of June and July, I'm pretty sure. There's like 60 something performances. It's wacky. Nice. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Like Tom and I have been on tour together before. We've done Canadian tours, which We're is like, doing our musical that we wrote together. Yeah, so. all the moving parts. That's what it was, yeah. it was called. Two wacky peeps, and you know, <laughs> someone—I'm not going to say who—but someone really dropped the ball when the A and R person uh, came to the show. Uh, I didn't want to sell out. I'll tell you that much. But like that's you know the maximum number of shows we probably done in a row together is like thirty, if that. Yeah. And that's so. a lot. <laughs> yeah. You just kind of lose your mind by the end. Yeah. <laughs> that's the nicest way of putting it. Yeah. If anyone ever wants to, uh, once DIY touring comes back, uh, that's my message for the youth is you kind of just lose your mind by the end of it. Uh, yeah. That's, that's fine. the blueprint. They start. Who needs it? Then the shows and lose your mind. Yeah. Comes back eventually. Anyway, sorry. I just talking about shows that got me on the musical showbiz train it's perfect starlight express yes actually i would love to see that sorry i would love to see starlight express i was wondering when it was gonna come up it seems like a cocaine fever dream yeah and it's pretty um this is just my read of it seems pretty queer too there's like oh yeah there's one song where it's all about like acdc and it's like i can change polarity i can oh. change my voltage I love that. I love how much you know about Starlight Express. I love Andrew Lloyd Webber. I mean, don't we all? And Cats. That's my favorite movie he ever made. My Cats. heart goes pitter patter. Yeah. I mean, we're all jellicle here. Alicia, have you watched the mu- movie? Have no, you wasted your I've, time? Like I, I, uh, I feel like the movie would bother me. Oh, oh it yeah. was extremely upsetting watching it in the theater with Cats fans there who were like singing along with the songs and like... When I saw it in the theater, they were like howling and like screaming, like the, it, unpleasantly. They did not yeah. enjoy that yeah. part of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah sometimes, I, uh, yeah, I, I didn't get around to it, but I also didn't get around to a lot of anything. Like That's there's fine. like hundreds of movies and things that I've wanted to watch and read. And I'm like, one day, Jessica and I have had this conversation. She's like that with puzzles and I'm like that with art books. Like I still have not cracked a book that I desperately wanted and it's, I've had since Christmas. I'm like, what one day. It? It's just the Annie Leibovitz collection of photography. It's very big. Oh. Came out last year. And as a kid, I really loved seeing her stuff in Vanity Fair. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw that book, how beautiful it was, I'm like, I bet I would enjoy that. And like, it's low stakes, mm-hmm. but it's like too nice. I'm the same way. I've got four shelves full of books that are just like, what am I saving it for? Because then I'm like, oh, well, I'll do it like if when I'm sick or something, like if I'm laid up. But then it's like no one's in the mood to like read a book if you're feeling shitty, you know? And yeah, like, you want headache. comforting things. 
I don't know. I'm really trying desperately to put away my phone and like have reading time. But it's like it's it's really hard. I'm just trying to put it away when I have like my TV on and my laptop open. (laughs) Yeah. My gosh, like what am I doing with my time? Well, but you're a you're a brain. you're a Twitch gamer now, aren't you? Like yeah. that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, that's how I make my money. And your phone is open for the chat, and then your computer's <laughs> there for the filming you, and then the TV is for your live react vids. That's true. Yes. Yeah, of yeah. which there are many, and I them. love your TikToks. Also, I just wanted to say that. Yeah, you made the most pissed off face just now. <laughs> you look like Tuna the dog. <laughs> we have to do, find out if Tom has a retail nightmare yet. I mean, so since the last time I came on, like I don't work a retail job anymore. I've um, I've retired from working with uh, customers, and I've just I've had enough uh, oh, of working yeah, with, of with customers. <laughs> so I I don't know. I really don't. That's okay. M- mine is quite brief. Please, I'd say it's a retail dream. I didn't all mean right. to interrupt you, though, Tom. I'm sorry. No, by all means, please tell me your retail dream. Well, it was from the other side of the counter. I was a customer. I was picking up groceries for my friend who has COVID right now. So I was at a grocery store that shall not be named, but it is in Kingsgate Mall. Oh, yes. Excellent grocery store. I think a lot of people kind of like look down their noses at it. and think one of the best in the city. Think it's like a, you know, cheapo grocery store, but they have quite a selection. They got great variety. They've got affordable things. And then they also have sort of specialty items. And I don't have anything against this grocery store. I've gone there a couple times in the past weeks. Ample parking. Not a lot of the customers wearing masks, but that's okay. It's a big open space. Barn. Sure. It's Barn. clean. The employees are lovely. They, you know, they're helpful. They're attentive. But I was walking down one aisle and a mouse ran across the aisle <laughs> from under one set of shelves to the other. And I didn't have like a the reaction of like, oh, it's a mouse. I was just like, my first thought was, that mouse is a genius. This is the perfect place for a mouse to be. Like this is, it's like a amusement park for a mouse. I was like, oh, think of all the the grain, all the buns, and all. But then I checked. I was buying bread and chips, and I checked the bags so thoroughly and made sure there was no little holes and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to squeeze the. I speak from experience. You got to squeeze the chip bags. Yeah, for sure. But uh, no, everything was <laughs> fresh and lovely and. I mean, that's, I think every grocery store, even your most high end, even your Dean and DeLuca's in Manhattan. Am I right? Yeah. Mm. Katz's. Yeah. Felicity. <laughs> yeah. Felicity's that made a grocery store about the show. Oh my gosh. I would shop <laughs> there. No, Felicity worked at Dean and DeLuca Cafe in the show, which is also like a grocery store. Anyway, I'm a big, big Felicity head. It was just a delight, you know, it was something I've been buying my groceries through Spud for most of the pandemic. So it's mm-hmm. like, I just hadn't seen a little mouse. Like, I've, you know, I've seen them out in the world and rats and of course, but this was just like a little mouse. It just made me think of um, all the animals at the end of Fantastic Mr. Fox when they like tunnel into the grocery totally. store at night and they're, it's like they're there after hours and they're all just like dancing and they're so happy. I just imagine that mouse is living that life. For sure. Wherever yeah. there's food in the world. At yeah. any time, Thriving. there will be that most dancing. Yeah, that upbeat music. <laughs> I always forget how small mice are. Yeah, they're tiny. Yeah. So small. Because if you've had it like an apartment or like, a, you know, you've had one in your house, they, they become so much larger just because they're in your space. So the much more anxiety provoking yes. and yeah. concerns around like 
the cleanliness and so on. But in a grocery store, I'm like, oh, yeah. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> and Hello like, there. The grand scheme of things, like the size of that grocery store, it's huge. And this mouse was like an inch long. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, they're tiny. tiny. So it's little. Surprising. Tiny. Yeah. So soft. Those little ears. And, you know, <laughs> I'm not like advocating for mice in grocery stores, but like they've probably tidy up. Yeah. And I did see you that one time just like you kind of shook your pant leg and like a ton came out. Yeah. And so. I was just throwing little cheese crumbs Mm-hmm. under the shelves to being like it's lunchtime eat up my babies <laughs> yeah i'm the mouse queen if anyone wasn't sure that's me that's me yeah that's what we call you yeah so that's my retail dream is i saw one of my children out in the mm-hmm. wild just proud oh, nice. of my proud of my boys yeah segment yeah tom do you want to share anything it doesn't have to be recent it can be an oldie it can be your customer it can be a Nightmare. It can be a dream. It can be a weird experience. It can just be a spotted. I have one from my former job at a comic shop that I just remembered. Oh, amazing! That I re- I've been in a reminiscent reminiscing mode recently, which is probably a sign I'm getting old. But I realized I remembered that once I was working at a comic shop, and uh, I got a phone call from someone who was asking for if we had a specific comic. And that would happen constantly. And sometimes we'd have certain books and sometimes we wouldn't. But this guy was like, do you have this comic? It's from this guy who's, he got fired from DC Comics because of cancel culture. And immediately I was like, I I actually knew what he was talking about because I I punish my brain uh, like this (laughs) and uh, keep up on news like that. But he started talking about it and I was like, there's no way I was going to order it because it sounded like garbage uh, and it sounded like the artist or whatever, like got let go because he was hateful or just whatever. But I humored him and I was like, oh, well, like, where do we order it? What's the distributor? And he's like, just go to this YouTube video. And then <laughs> I went to it and it was like a half an hour video of this guy looking like I do right now, just like talking at a webcam about like why he was fired or what and I was like this isn't a comic or like a thing to buy this is just like a guy talking and like trying to self-publish something and I I told that to him and there's this long silence and he's like you know they're gonna turn the Hulk into a black lesbian right (laughs) sign me up I can't wait yeah I've just taken off my panties (laughs) I let a huge laugh because I couldn't (laughs) know what to do but that was like one of the most, and I was like, I can't help you. Like, sorry. And like hung up, but that was wow. one of the weirdest. Yeah. Wow. And I know the shop you're talking about, and that's so funny that someone would choose the most independent and like sure inclusive space of like all the comic shops in the city to be like, Hey, do you have this hateful um, thing I've made up? That's actually just from a YouTube rant. Yeah. This is where we stock the real stuff. (laughs) Yeah. That sometimes happens at work. Like I work for a food company and in emails, people will say, you should look that up or you should go to this website to confirm what I've said. And I'm like, well, of course I know what that website is. That is not a place where I would, you know, form an opinion about a food ingredient. (laughs) It's just ChristianFamilyTraditionalWatch.org. And we just. <laughs> we do have a customer that does try to convert us to Jehovah's Witness wow. fairly yes. often. Well, they're just doing what Lovely they're supposed person. to do. Yeah. And we're not doing anything anyway. So come on, convert <laughs> us. We're ready. Convince Give it your me. best shot. <laughs> 
surrounded by pictures of the devil while I'm on the phone with her. <laughs> yeah, there's this like, educate yourself. Don't you know things sometimes that happens to you? And you're like, eh, that's not what I do here. Yeah, like, oh, let me add that to my list of homework I have to do every day. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. You get to the very end and realize you were wrong all along. Yeah. Yeah, after you've invested all of that time. So many the people devil, are wrong. The devil is the only way. <laughs> I love the idea that this person who called you is afraid that they're going to turn the Hulk into a black lesbian because that's the scariest thing that they could imagine as a black lesbian. Yeah, probably more threatening to this guy than the Hulk, I, I guess. Yeah, like I I think that's kind of cool that like this guy <laughs> so, is scared of a black lesbian. Like, yeah, OK, why don't you just live in your house forever and not leave because there could be black lesbians everywhere. <laughs> like, They're taking my superheroes away, though. Yeah, that's... The uh, good old ones from the good old day. Uh, the Gasoline Alley. Uh, yeah. Mutts. Um, yeah, Steamboat Willie. Steamboat <laughs> Willie. All the really racist ones. They're taking them all away. And they're making new ones. All my best friends. I really struggle with that kind of culture around, like comics and Star Wars and the clinging to how things used to be. And I'm like, what well, that's, it's so exhausting that you that's, like keep it, wanting things to stay the same. Like it's embarrassing. Yeah. But that's rampant in other circles as well. I oh, think it's, absolutely. it's just, it's just really it's like, like me a, when they don't have the donut I want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, Why does everything keep changing? This used to be an apple fritter. Now it's a rhubarb fritter. And I love rhubarb, but I wasn't prepared for this change emotionally. So I'm going to go eat it by myself on a pinch. It's rough. The thing is, with media and stuff like that, though, that's the beauty of, you know, find what you like and it does stay like your show exists in a moment in time. Your comic it, like it's not someone's not coming through it and like crossing out and ripping out pages. It's like if, if that's what you love. Yeah. They still got your old racist comics in your <laughs> storage yeah, if you want it or whatever. Yeah. They're not gone. Actually, I broke in and set it all on fire. So no, no, those are worth nothing. Anyways, I'm sure there was something because I kept them in plastic this whole time. Yeah, everything's in plastic. That's uh, yeah, comics can be <laughs> good, good, good way to sum it up. That's yeah, comics. that's yeah. Sorry, my brain like is just like one guy's running the whole department. Yeah, that's what a brain is. Okay, so it's time. Gather, gather round, loved ones. It's time for us to pay our respects to some dearly departed items in the fridge or freezer or pantry. And we would like to ask for forgiveness. Welcome to Rest in Peace. Rest in Peace. Requiem. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The guy at the very end is like, Requiem. (laughs) Requiem for a dream was a very intense movie. I'll never watch it again, even though I own the DVD. (laughs) Tom, we'll start off with the guest, our honored guest. Do you have anything you would like to seek forgiveness from? Yes. And this one, unfortunately, was something I did not let spoil. But instead, uh, this this was something I perpetuated or uh, made spoil on my own. So maybe six or seven years ago, and I was living in. Why are you laughing at me? Oh, just because like the memory is deep. Like yes, but I remembered it recently, and it made me laugh. Um, 
I had uh, quinoa in my house and uh, I had a rice maker and I was making quinoa in the rice maker. And a lot of the time, you know, I would just put it in the rice maker, put the water in, measure it right, and then go on to do something else and then come back later. Seven years later. <laughs> yes. So we'll see what happens. But this time, unbeknownst to me, my roommate also had a, a bag of mustard seeds <gasps> that were unlabeled and uh, I had kept in the same place as, as I usually put the quinoa. And so just as if I were making a rice cooker full of quinoa, I put, put a cup of the <laughs> mustard seeds in and then put the appropriate amount of water in because I didn't want my quinoa too dry and then uh, set it and then went upstairs uh, to where my bedroom was and I was working and I smelled something really weird <laughs> like 20 minutes later and I was like, huh, that's strange. I wonder what that smell is. And I walked downstairs and as I'm going down the stairs, I see there is like fog sort of, <laughs> no. and I'm not embellishing like it was. You made anthrax. And it was, it was, Mustard I started gas. having a crazy coughing fit too, because this is not, mustard seeds are not meant to go in the rice cooker. <laughs> no. uh, it's something I learned. So I apologize uh, uh, retroactively to those mustard seeds uh, seven years later for doing you so dirty like that. Yeah. How did they taste? Oh, uh, pretty good. <laughs> On your hot dogs? A little bit of salt. Yeah, make a reduction. Wow, that's, I never knew you were such a molecular gastronomist, Tom. <laughs> I, I believe the term is uh, fuck up in the kitchen. <laughs> that's your blog. I, yes. <laughs> I do know, because I, I helped you, I think, move out of that place. Is that, was that The it? Kingsway place? Yeah, when I sort of helped you go through your cupboards, kitchen cupboards Yeah, one it was time. a complete mess. Because yeah. you were... The situation was, it was this great older house in the middle of no houses in this, on the street that there was a series of roommates that you shared, but you were there sort of for a while. And so people would come and go and not every roommate would take everything sure. of theirs from the cupboards yes. when you left. And so you were never quite sure whose was what. So you're like, well, I'm just not going to touch that. And I remember finding so many gems in that those pantry cupboards not to turn yeah. this into potato business, but I remember I found like the most developed potatoes yes. I'd ever. It was like a whole ecosystem. Like they had grown eyes, which grew on stalks of arms. And it was like a whole, a whole family. It was beautiful. I've changed my ways. I just want to make that clear. I'm not a slob or a, a gross person. I'm normal now. You are normal now. We're all normal now. <laughs> It's official. And so much you were like, that's not mine. That's not mine. And so it was sort of like, it, I'm not trying to uh, get you off the hook here, but it wasn't really your fault. It was all the, all the, no, stuff. I was lying. That was all mine. I took a big bite out of the potato <laughs> when you weren't looking. Keeps you strong. I love you. <laughs> I love you, my children, my potato children. <laughs> Alicia, do you have any forgiveness to seek? Yep. The other day I went to get my huge box of spinach out to make a smoothie and it was pretty new, maybe a day or two since I ordered it. And half of it was frozen. Mm. I was like, oh, like what's going on at the back of my fridge? And the little seal on my fridge has not been connecting. And I've been meaning to look into fixing it or getting a new one. I, and I kept thinking maybe something was blocking the door because I had thought I fixed it a couple of weeks ago. And I looked into my fridge and there was a lot of condensation on the top of the fridge. Mm -hmm. uh, and things were quite wet and things at the back of the fridge were frozen. And I realized like that seal situation needed to be fixed. So I Googled 
And I obviously could use the spinach. It was just frozen. <laughs> this is going into a smoothie, which was great. Uh, so it isn't really a rest in peas, but I don't want to call my landlords. I don't want them to come here. Yeah, a cab. Yeah. So um, I remember the last time I had to buy like a big jar of like that Aquaphor tattoo stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, I was like, I'll eventually use all of this. Well, guess what fixes the seal on a fridge? Nice. Vaseline. So you just need to put a little bit like on the door and it closed. And now my fridge is perfect temperature again. Everything's fine. And lubed up and ready to go. Yeah, because like, you know, they come here and like use, I can fix it probably myself or have them fix it. But likely they would be like, oh, this fridge is 20 years old. Let's throw it away. And it doesn't need yeah. to be thrown away. I just need to put some moisturizer on it once in a while. Was this before or after you did that like ADHD fridge hack where you put all your condiments in the crisper drawers and switched it out? Because that might change like the weight balance of the door and how it's closing. Uh, no, it wasn't before. It wasn't, okay. didn't start after. I had noticed it in the earlier spring and done a big clean and it, I like cleaned all through the, the seal mm-hmm. and that seemed to help. And then everything was fine for a few weeks and then it started doing it again. Mm. Yeah. Vaseline. Oh. Bridges are so mysterious. Like it's full on alchemy that's going on in the back there. It's like converting hisses into coldness. Like I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> there's Aragon, there's Freon, it's flying all yeah. around. Aragorn. Yeah, Aragorn, unicorns. <laughs> yeah. A couple of times I'd heard this weird like gushing sound from the fridge too and ran to investigate. That's the bucket. And uh, it's the gush bucket overflowing. The new Hulk was in there. Yeah. Um <laughs> they were like, let me grab my Vaseline. <laughs> um yeah, so like I just feel very handy after two years of being inside this place. Congrats. Yeah. That's a very good feeling to have. Took apart my fan. Oh, wow. Nice. That's huge. Yeah. That's so satisfying when you get to do that. That was great. And you're like, oh, I'm not like pushing all this dust around anymore. Yeah, totally. Um, I learned something about fridges a while ago that like kind of blew my mind. You know, when you like, you're like, I'm pretty on top of everything. And then you like discover something that you didn't know that you were supposed to be cleaning. And you're like, oh my God, I'm a monster. Well, now I'm about to find out. Well, you probably, you probably already know this. You're, you know, you've been around the block a a couple of times. Go on. (laughs) But it's, uh, it's not too gross, but like when I was having fruit flies one summer, I was, you know, like, oh, like I, I'm on top of everything. I'm like, I got a fruit fly trap. I clean everything. I wipe down my counters, like my compost is in the freezer. And I read a thing that was like, if you're having like persistent trouble with pests in your kitchen, do a a thorough wipe of the seal around your fridge and freezer because like crumbs and stuff can, because there's the fold of the rubber. Oh yeah. Crumbs and stuff can get in there. Mm -hmm. It's the uh, fridge and freezer's labia. Exactly. It's like the Sharpe. You got to like lift up and mm-hmm. clean around. Exactly. And like I'd always been, Tom knows, Tom's seen several apartments I've lived in. Like it's, you know, I always, I'm always pretty thorough, maybe a bit cluttered, but it's not like rotting food everywhere. It's not like my house with the, with the potato. Hey, that was like, it was self-contained. It was dry. Check out this chip on my shoulder. No, yeah, it's a potato. Um, <laughs> With a ton of eyes growing out of it. Yeah, there's eyes all around. Um, you're, but you're very, you're very neat. I'm fastidious. But yes. cleaning that, like, you know, I would wipe the part that touches the fridge, like if I ever noticed a spill or a stain or something. But if you like extend it out, like accordion it out, so gross. Like so many little tiny, like microscopic 
flex yeah. of things. And that, I think I like did a, a thorough clean of that. It's almost like when you open the toaster, oh, God. little toaster yeah. drawer, and you're like, well, what now? It's like yeah. that. So many crumbs get in that little fridge thing. Yeah. And a little goblin pokes his head out and he's like, good day to you. What's your first wish? Does he look like a just for laughs guy? I like that Yeah. Guy. Victor, <laughs> isn't that his yes, name? Victor. Victor the green <laughs> goblin. So I have to do an RIP. I have to to do an RIP. What's an RIP that I, what's a P that I ard? This one's hard for you because you don't, you're very conscious of wasting food. And I live with a horse. That's right. Horse information. Um, Beautiful, beautiful mane. Um, I was helping a friend go through her cupboards, like helping wipe down cupboards and organizing things. And she was like, she cooks a lot. She bakes a lot. There's not a ton of stuff that she was like, oh, this has gone bad. I need to get rid of like it was she's very on top of it. But there was a few things that she was like, these were gifts. And I think I'm never going to use them. So I'll just get rid of them. And I was like, well, give them to me. I'll either use them or if I don't like them, I'll like pass them on to someone who will like them. So she she gave me some jello pudding, which oh. was recently expired and i was like it's just jello pudding like it's fine so i made that some butterscotch and some pistachio nice delicious love love that weird space food but then the other thing that i took home that was like unopened it was one of those italian syrups that you'd like put in a fancy (laughs) yeah hot drink Mm-hmm. cupcake flavor mm, oh that is so you oh it's my god a very strange flavor name yeah does it taste like the paper <laughs> i wish i would love it i haven't actually like made a drink with it yet but i just opened it and i like sniffed it and i maybe like licked a tiny little bit of it like on a spoon and i was like this is vile. Like it was just so, I was like, she's, she's smart. Cause she also like my friend who was getting rid of it is like no stranger to like weird sugary things. Like she, she'll, you know, she'll try weird stuff, mm-hmm. but she was like, this is too much even for me. And I was like, well, I love sugar. So let's see, like, how bad could it be? It reminds me of when it's still on top of my fridge. I haven't gotten rid of it yet. And I see, I foresee a future for me when I'm like very high where I'm just like, I'm going to make some delicious cocktail with like three kinds of LaCroix and cupcake syrup. But it reminds me of a time when I still drank, when we would go on tour and we get to America and I, the flavored, I think the brand is Pinnacle Vodka, all the different flavors, Mm. pumpkin pie flavored vodka, whipped cream. I think there was also like a birthday cake flavored vodka. Sure. Just the garbage, <laughs> the, yeah. the garbage from the garbage factory. Yeah. From the, yeah. from the flavoring factory, like the, mm-hmm. the swamp water of flavoring. And it's, yeah, that's a hard time to, to remember because it was like, mm-hmm. again, on tour, you've just got like a bottle of vodka that's rolling around under your seat. Sure. And the, the, like, you, you could do yourself a favor and actually drink something that would not uh, make your stomach completely upset. But on the other hand, there's $3 Boone's Farm wine that is uh, blue. And the novelty, so kind of, the yeah. novelty yeah. factor of being like, we can't get this at the liquor stores here. Yeah, like, it's I gotta poison. try it. Yeah. Canada's protecting us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason why you haven't seen this. America's before. just trying to kill people as quickly as possible. And as accessibly. They're not great at accessibility in terms of things that matter, but if it's accessibility to things that can kill you. Yeah, they sell it at the gas station. I think mm-hmm. I got this pumpkin pie flavored vodka at a gas station. 
delicious. Oh. Bueno. When you said the when you said the cupcake flavor Italian flavoring, I just like imagining that like a, a lot of Italian products too, like, you know, even if they're released here, they brand them as a kind of like traditionale, you know, type of thing, like in the old country. Yeah. You remember we would sip <laughs> cappuccinos and we would drink it's cupcake flavored Italian sodas. Yeah, just like mama used to make. Exactly. I like that a lot because it's just, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> like Como. Yeah. Our, our ancestral home and mm-hmm. generations of this strong, proud Italian family have, you know, <laughs> artisanal generational knowledge of cupcake flavoring. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll keep you posted, but I think it's a future RIP for sure. Okay. If I can't, oh, yeah. if I can't find someone, but it's like, the these things are also expensive. Thought of it makes me sick. Yeah. I have one that's from President's Choice. It's like vanilla bean and it has vanilla bean floating in it. And one day when I was just ordering groceries on my phone, I was like, I'll make myself a London fog. Yeah. And I have never opened it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, if you want to trade. <laughs> I love sugar as well. But when it, there's things that like don't appeal to me at all and things that are fake flavored is up there. Yeah. I mean, maybe I can put it out for some flies or ants or something. Maybe they'll like it. You both should uh, chug these flavorings for charity. Yeah. On Patreon. Mm. <laughs> I did like that drink I had to drink when I had my insulin levels tested. My blood glucose levels. Oh, is it just like a pure syrupy yeah, it was delicious. Whoa, cool. Like, like a simple syrup? Yeah, pretty similar to simple syrup. Whoa. Thicker, though. Whoa. It's very refreshing for some reason. Yeah. I loved it. Nectar. So cool. <laughs> Nectar of the gods. That brings us to our next segment. Just no segue whatsoever. <laughs> Nectar of the gods. <laughs> Speaking of gods and existential things, rhetorical questions we might ask up to the heavens, it's time for a rarely chosen segment. What do you play? What do you play? This is inspired by the cameo that was purchased for me for my birthday of character actor James Remar recording a message to me and saying, I hear you're in a band. What do you play? (laughs) (laughs) And then you made a cameo back to him. Yeah. First of all, thank you for your cameo. I established a career, got me enough notoriety so I could sign up for cameo. Exactly. How you doing, Jessica? James Remar here. Richard Wright from Sex and the City. Happy, happy birthday on 824. Um, All right. Now I'm told that you are incredibly kind a popular uh, podcast, Retail Nightmares, <laughs> and you're a fantastic musician. What do you play? Well, I'm also to- so just winging it. Yeah. Wait, was he going to say I'm also trombone player? Is that what he was going to say? <laughs> he said something like, "I'm also told you, you know, oh. I don't know, some other thing." It goes on for a while. I won't make you listen to it more. And Alicia has already heard this, so I don't want to put her through that. Every time, it's like the first time. It's so funny that he says that he was Richard from Sex and the City because he's such a dirtbag. I know. You're like, ooh. It's also like think about that. He's played hundreds of other roles too, but I think that's probably yeah. This one, yeah, that makes probably. I mean, like Sex and the City is just it's here. It's here to stay. 
Well, yeah, I mean, with now with the spinoff, it's like uh, the sexiverse is a, a light with uh, excitement, basically. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. that's the only way for. Uh, I've only seen the second movie. Uh, oh, I don't know this, what else has happened. Yeah, it's all downhill from there. So you oh. you chose wisely. Sorry to hear. Um, but so, Tom, if you had the ability to ask a question that you knew there was probably no chance of ever getting an answer of any person, place, or thing, living or dead, what would that question be? So. You both are familiar with uh, the TV show Bar Rescue. <laughs> yeah, I've never so seen it, but I've heard of it. <laughs> Check I've it seen out. dozens of episodes. Love it. Check it out if you get the chance. Um, but it's hosted by a man named uh, John Taffer, who is a self-proclaimed kind of expert on uh, mm-hmm. the bar industry. And uh, and he's known for his very uh, brash kind of approach. It, like he goes into failing bars that have obviously asked for help ahead of time. But the owners act as if he's just shown up all of a sudden <laughs> to shake things up, which is great. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and he's very imposing. He's a very tall man, very large and kind of scary. And he just shouts at people. So I guess my question for John Taffer is. How do you sleep at night? <laughs> because I've watched a lot of his shows and I mean, it's. He's just clearly on another level and he's not like, okay, I think. But, um, but yeah, how does he sleep at night? Maybe he doesn't sleep. Maybe that's his issue. He definitely sleeps with a gun under his pillow. Yeah. And he's a Yankees fan. So strike two. (laughs) Uh, Graham and I have watched a lot of that together uh, in our long history of friends who watch bad TV together. And John Taffer, there's many scenes where, but in the beginning he picks up his phone and the... (laughs) And he's I like, know exactly what you're talking. <laughs> well, it's so funny. So we always go John Taffer, and then hold our hands, our whole hands. Right? He says John Taffer when he picks up the phone, or that's just. I can't what remember he does. what he says, but it's just the motion makes us laugh every time. And he definitely goes to the same like stylist as Steven Seagal. Like there's just <laughs> a sure. same hairdresser. Okay, what like as you were describing him, Tom? I like I couldn't picture him, so I just Google image searched him and. Right as Alicia said, Steven Seagal, I was looking at mm-hmm. like just like the most dyed black, yeah. unnatural hair for an older man. And no, that's like, got to be natural. Come on. And just like probably a fair amount of plastic surgery, I'm guessing. Something. I don't know. And he always wears a sport coat with the T-shirt, which is. That's right. No idea what that is. He has like the the <laughs> the sort of like charisma of a human thumb. Yeah, he's got a WWE quality to oh, him. Oh, for sure. I, he's a real yeah. heel. He does look like a thumb. He's not a thumb, he's a heel. <laughs> he's some <laughs> extremity. Lily. But he's, yeah. a, he's a fucking loves Trump guy, too, so I, he can go to hell. So, yeah. but And, and uh, he can tell me uh, at how he sleeps at night. In hell. He also has a <laughs> show called Marriage Rescue. He does. Oh, my gosh. Have you seen that? <laughs> no. I couldn't bring myself to watch it. Well, now that you're a married man, Tom, you got to do your research. I mean, I would have to defer to the king, Jerry Seinfeld, who made his show, The Marriage Ref. Uh, I think oh, he kind of yeah. had the last word in uh, marriage adjudication programming. Yeah. And that's fall in love with a talking bee. <laughs> yeah. And that movie, that, that TV show, too. The Marriage Bee. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Alicia, do you have a, a question? Yeah, I have a question. My question is for Corbin Bernson from <laughs> L.A. Law. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 
why did I think about you in the shower the other day? Oh. <laughs> why did you? It's what, so how weird. Like, I was just like not thinking about anything. And then I just thought about L.A. Law and Corbin Burnson. Huh. It's a pretty that show was guy. like, I don't know when that show came on, but it was uh, 1986. Yeah. I'm sure I've seen so many episodes of that show and don't remember any of them. Yeah. So he's okay. He's bald now, but he wasn't in the show. Is that it? No, he had blonde kind of blonde hair. Yeah. He was like the show asshole mm. character. Blonde, blonde, man opportunistic divorce lawyer, Arnie Becker. Whoa. I just found a very good photo of him. And I mean, like, I don't think this is an answer for you, but this is maybe a reason to think of him in the shower again in the future. <laughs> My goodness. What a leisurely man. Yeah. So he's reclining uh, in, I guess those are sort of like loose hammer pants style, like <laughs> with his little white tennis shoes. Oh, yeah, no here it is. yeah, it's. it's it's a stock photo. There's all sorts of, or like it's a copyrighted image. You can license it if you want for your science project. He has that wild sort of widow's peak balding thing happening that a time before hair plugs. Yeah. Yeah. You don't really <laughs> see it that much anymore, actually. No. He was like, I think he was considered a real sex symbol. I was 11, so wasn't really relevant. But I hadn't thought about that show for 8,000 years and then just suddenly remembered the show I watched for so wow. long. How long was it on for? 1986 to 1994. Wow. I don't think I stuck with it that long because there's much better shows, but my yeah. mom watched it, so I watched it with her. I mean, I'm sure Grunge came along and you had better things to do. Oh, mm -hmm. Grunge, the TV show was so good. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Jessica? You know the album Graceland by Paul Simon. I've been listening to it a lot because former guest Hannah McGregor, when she was getting rid of all of her stuff, she got rid of all her old CDs and Graceland was one of them. And I was like, well, I'm keeping yeah. this for the car. And I've been going through a bunch of CDs and I finally got to this one. And it's, you know, you get to the end of it and it's like, oh, should I put another one in? And I'm like, oh, well, it's just it's so like bouncy and sort of like nostalgic. So I just keep listening to it. And I'm really getting to know all the parts of the songs. I mean, the, the fucking baseline sliding, sliding all over the place on that album. The bass fill on You Can Call Me Al, three minutes, 45 seconds in. I was driving former guest Kelly Ogmanson home last night and I made everyone stop talking so I could turn it up really loud and we just listened to the bass insanity. But the, the main question that I have is about a lyric in the song Graceland. So I just have a question for Paul Simon, I guess. Sure. He does listen, I hope. Mr. Simon... If you're listening. I hope so. I loved your slippy, slidey bass plan. I mean, I don't think it was him. I think the reason why that album is so Chevy iconic Chase, is because... Chevy yeah, it was Chevy Chase. Sorry, I just have to find it. Find the lyric, so... I can probably tell you if you just give me a lead-in. It's, you've been slipping and sliding all over this damn town. <laughs> slipping that bass down the street. Why do you it's loop like, up that bass when you slip down the street? Yeah, he's always talking about walking down the street on that album a lot. Most of his, like, stuff is a euphemism for sex. Yeah, I feel like that guy's... Really horny. I mean, he's such a poet, you know? Okay, so here's the lyric. The reason why I didn't want to give it away is because I didn't want to mangle it. I wanted, I wanted to see your reaction when I... You know, we all know You Can Call Me Al. Mm -hmm. Great, great song. Yes. Iconic. I just want to know, Paul Simon, what are you talking about? Who are you referring to? 
He ducked back down the alley with some roly-poly little bat face girl. Who's the roly-poly bat face girl? And also, mm. like, what the fuck do you have against her? Like, what did she do to you? Calling someone roly-poly, that's enough. Calling someone bat face, that's enough. But together, too much. Mm. Well, obviously, this woman uh, was rolled around into a ball sometimes and used echolocation to find... Uh yeah platforms yeah she's a dracula it is it is cruel it's it's just (laughs) it is from a a very long time ago yeah which is not you know not an excuse but sometimes an explanation yeah i mean like i haven't done a deep dive into it there's probably some pitchfork article where it's like we interviewed the roly-poly bat face girl uh Mm -hmm. for the 30th anniversary of graceland but like there's a lot of words on that album a lot of weird words that sort of jump out at you where you're like, what? What have I been singing along to? All the but like roly poly little bat face girl. Maybe that's Paul Simon like uh, seeing punk on TV and being like, you know, they got those roly poly bat faces <laughs> and like having a comp- and going into alleys. They're always going yeah. into alleys. Maybe yeah. that's just him completely misunderstanding that uh, because he's do- he's doing his world music. Yeah, it's the generational divide. Like, he's like, hey, I understand peace and love, but, like, what are these roly-poly bat-faced girls doing ducking into alleys? <laughs> and every- everyone's like, we know exactly what you are talking about And it's right like, now. oh, yeah, yes. that was, that's CBGB's. He just walked past, and then he's like, mm-hmm. oh, I gotta go back and write a song. He was so good at CBGB's, too. He played <laughs> in the toilet. <laughs> Uh, the really poly bat face girl open for him there. I mean, iconic, iconic venue. Big time. Anyway, yeah. And I mean, I also just like did that deep dive on all the uh, Talking Heads albums. Mm-hmm. Watch Stop Making Sense. And it's like the music is good, but it's like all this, this trend of like white people being like, hey, have you heard music by black people? We're going to approximate <laughs> it for you and not do it as well, but get way more rich. Yeah, have you heard of the keyboardist for Parliament Funkadelic? Because we poached him to bring him here to play in this band. And we didn't give him uh, any credit for the parts he came up with on our album. Yeah. Uh, so we screwed him out of royalties. Anyway. Just listen, to, just listen to Funkadelic. If I have one takeaway from my episode, just listen to Funkadelic. You'll <laughs> okay. love it. Okay. Yeah, listen to all the artists who inspired the popular music by people who stole uh, credit. Yes. And we are taking you to task tonight. Yeah. We're part of the problem. Um, Kickstarter. Sorry that took so long, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you can, Jay, okay, this message is for Jay only. Jay, our editor, can you can you speed it up? In post? Oh, I'm sure he will. Or you can leave it in. I don't know. I don't know if I'm supposed to say Jay. As long as you're not making direct eye contact, it's fine. Leave everything in. Yeah. Unedited, unfiltered, raw. Is it time for Pepo of the Week? Mm-hmm. Pepo of the Week. Tom, who's your puppet yes, of the week? You are going to love this because, uh, truth be told, I, why do I always talk on this when I'm being recorded like I am using unrealistic things I never use, like truth be told? <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. It yeah. is. It is. I'm feeling it. But hear me out. I have a puppo that I thought of just before this uh, show started, and I wanted to share it with you. Let me just pull it up from my email. This was a brindle bulldog that I saw at Shoppers Drug Mart waiting patiently outside for its human to arrive. Oh my gosh. Wow. It's out of focus. But yeah, it really is. <laughs> I get the sense. I'll, yeah, I'll send you the picture later if you want to see it. 
It was just so nice. I had the kindest face and was just waiting so quietly. Like it was a, so it was devoted. A, and it it was a puppy too. And there was a dog like also near the checkout, like barking at it like crazy. And it was just so calm. And I just, I had to take a second out to just say like, wow, this is so pleasant. This, this puppo of mine. Capo. Did you pet the puppo or just admire? I wanted to, I wanted to keep distance and just, you know, social distancing everyone. I'm still social. I'm going to be social distancing uh, until I'm 60 years old. So just from dogs, just from dogs. (laughs) (laughs) I'll send, I'll, I'll send the picture along. That's a very cute picture. Thanks. Good puppo. Are you in a puppo rich area in Toronto? Yeah, there's some really good dogs here. Actually, we just moved recently, but the the neighborhood we live in now, neighborhood we lived in previously, just, yeah, really good dogs everywhere. They don't have restrictions on like pet ownership in apartments like they do here. Really? Yeah, Yeah, it's what I've heard. uh, It's it's great. I'm really. Yeah, I'm I'm loving it with uh, with the with the (laughs) I'm loving it. I said I'm loving it again. Uh, Yeah, that's my papa. Good papo. Alicia, who's your papo? My papo's Hank Tobin. He's the cutest dog in the world. I love him so much. He wasn't mm-hmm. too impressed with rescuing that dog last night. No. And uh, he's scared of dogs mm-hmm. till he knows them. Anyways, this morning I took him for his walk. He got up extra early and was crossing Canby Street. And I always make sure that everyone stops on Canby Street, even if I have the right of way. Had I not done that, I would have been struck by a giant pickup truck that ran the red light. He was driving by with his windows open, so I got to like laughingly say to him, that's a red light, dude. (laughs) And uh, it was great. I walked down the street and about half a block away, I saw another loose dog. And I was like, it's 530 in the morning. Like, my hike has not had a good walk due to the last dog. I couldn't quite see what kind of dog it was, but I thought what I'll do is I'll take the dog around the corner and then I'll come back and I'll get the dog. That's a good look, Jessica. I should take a <laughs> screenshot. It's so cute. It's a denim goddess. Sorry, I'm, <laughs> I am listening. I've, I am invested. I want to know what happened to this dog. But I also was like, the crows are acting pretty weird. There's a chance that that's a raccoon or a dog. I'm not sure. I guess I'll find out when I go back. Mm-hmm. So I take Hank in the, a different direction and uh, I come face to face with the dog, who is a coyote. Oh, fuck. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, but the coyote was really scared. And Hank didn't see him. It all happened so quickly. And I have these big, like, horrible, very comfortable shoes I wear to walk the dog. And they make a lot of noise if I stop quickly. They're, like, very thick. Uh, I can't remember the brand name, running shoes. And I always think, oh, I bet my shoes scare animals away, which is great. And it did. Like we made eye contact and he took off and I made sure that they didn't come back before heading home. But Hank has no idea what's gone on because he's a little <laughs> dodo. Unless he sees it, he doesn't know it's there. He'll, he may smell afterwards mm-hmm. that there was like a animal. But so I'm trying to pull him out of the danger zone. <laughs> and he's Jeez. like, what? Why am I getting this shit walk? Uh, and then on the way back, our crow friend visited us and Hank hates him too. And I always feed him some of Hank's uh, high-quality dog treats. And I think he's picked up on the fact that Hank hates him and finds it kind of interesting. Um, And he is eating the food. And I was watching him just as a cat came out to kill him. And so I start yelling. This is my mornings, my weird fucking mornings. 
Uh, I yell at the cat and the cat does not care that I'm yelling. But then Hank starts barking at the cat and the crow looks and sees the cat. And I don't know what happened in that moment, but the cat laughed, which was great. And Hank and I kept going. And then the crow grazed Hank like a little like cute little hi there. Wow. (laughs) Like weird hello, which Hank did not appreciate. But I felt it was like he's like, hey, thanks, buddy. Yeah, he's like, hey, mm. I know you hate me, but your instinct just saved my life. Yeah, such a weird morning. So, wow. Yeah, it's, it's like, like this a menagerie whole, this over weird there. Weird little world. Yeah. yeah. Alicia's world. We're just living in it. I'm loving it. Uh, how about you, Jessica? <laughs> my papa's also a crow. Oh. <laughs> it's also a crow. We've got big things going on over here. Um, yeah. Crow baby time. I hear people oh. are getting swooped, but we are in a position where our balcony is, is I don't know if it's the same couple as before. Maybe it's not, but there's uh, two crow parents and a crow baby. And it's that horrible sound. That's the nonstop the crow baby, just like screaming for food. So this year is like different. Like it's finally happening. The crows are giving me things. That's right. I talked about it before. The crow gave me the crumpled up Panago receipt that had Jay's name on it with our (laughs) phone number and address that is now taped on my wall as beautiful memento to keep forever. I have since then received two more crow gifts. Two more. I haven't talked about this yet with you. Like a stereo system and like an exercise bike or... Yeah. Engagement ring. Fell off the back of a truck. Um, The first one was very exciting. Uh, it's like a little square red rhinestone. Oh. It's flat on the back, reflective, like sort of faceted, just plastic mm-hmm. little piece of junk. But I knew as soon as I saw it, and it was sitting on the shelf right outside our balcony window that Jay built. So I knew that the crow like saw that somewhere, saw it shining in the sunlight, was like, oh, that's that's something fancy. I'm going to take that and I'm going to take it to the people who I know are nice. And so I saw that and I was like, oh my God, it's happening. It's happening. Like, be cool, be cool. Like, you know, because they don't always like you to stare at them because then they can get, feel like threatened or something and they'll fly away. So I'm just Mm -hmm. trying my best to ignore it, but also trying to show them that like I'm taking the gift and valuing it. Um, So that was pretty exciting. And then the second thing was just like a clump of stuff that like a crow obviously could have used to build their nest, but instead they like gave to us. So sweet. I guess because they think like we are all we also need to build a nest and they're like, hey, this is the good shit. Like you're going to want this. Mm. Yeah. It's something they value. Yeah. So yeah. I have like mm. now three, three crow gifts. And there's also this is questionable because I haven't seen it happening. But there's a shrub outside our balcony that leaves will often fall off of and they'll just be, you know, scattered on the ground. Some sometimes every now and then there'll be like one or two on the balcony. But I noticed, I looked out onto the balcony and I saw a bunch of leaves all on the ground beside the railing lined up facing the exact same direction, like spaced evenly apart. And it Mm. mirrors the exact way that I put up the peanuts on the railing, like one for one. Uh, And I was like, is this crow... Copying you? (laughs) Yeah, trying to like mirror or communicate or, you know, I don't want to make any assumptions does your neighborhood have a leaf rearranger? Um, possibly. By any chance, because I mean, I grew up with one. Oh, maybe that's a Richmond thing. <laughs> Weakest joke ever. No, it's good. I mean, I would love that instead of the opera guy. Yeah, no, wait, I love the opera guy or hate him or whatever. 
I totally forgot about that guy until now. I mean, I'm not going to... If the purge happened, I know what I would be doing. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Jessica, I want in. Yeah. yeah, I'll call you. You got to listen to the Opera Guys podcast. He talks a lot of shit about you guys. I mean, yeah. fair enough. I suck. One of the Opera Guys died. Apparently there's two. There's he like... sings a lot of shit about you guys too, which is yeah. kind of cool. I took Italian in university <laughs> to learn what he's saying about me. Um, I've heard varying things. I've heard that sometimes he's singing gibberish. I've heard sometimes it's real. What mm-hmm. I just don't like is the volume. Sure. And the assumption that everyone wants, like, I can be in my home with all the doors and windows closed and like, it sounds like he's as loud as music I want to listen to. So I, that's when I like scramble to put on ween just as loud as I can. <laughs> I, I was, I was hoping that uh, eventually I would learn more about Toronto's version of uh, someone like this. And I think I found that person. It's a man who walks around with a shirt that says, I hate rubber boots. And the best part is he is wearing, and I forwarded the picture to, uh, to you both. Uh, he is wearing uh, like the largest rubber boots you can buy. Mm. And he, oh. appears, he appears a lot in public. I mean, he's almost always wearing that shirt and the rubber boots. So are they large in like clown size? Like the, the foot part is large or like hip waders as in like the height is? He has been spotted in rubber boots of all kinds. But <laughs> I would say, yes, I've even seen him in ones that are similar to fishermen's hip waders. Oh, yeah. So boots. he's but at least he's wearing a mask. Yes. Yeah, so he. I mean, like, especially when he has been seen around the pandemic, he's, he's wearing a mask. So he's wearing cargo shorts. It seems like no socks and then just almost knee height rubber boots mm-hmm. and like a ringer tee, red sleeves, white torso, and then in red capital letters, it says, I hate rubber boots. And he's wearing black shorts and the boots are black and red. And then his mask is black and red. So, I mean, I, I have to give him points for matching. Mm-hmm. What does his mask say? Whenever I see like red, black and white on something, I just get very it's nervous. A, it's a Raptors. It's a, it's a Toronto Raptors. Okay. 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 Um, That's I've seen him in it. person. <laughs> yeah, he's not a skin or something. Skinhead. He has no skin. Don't worry. <laughs> Just rubber boots for skin. I've, <laughs> I've seen him in person. This is not a uh, bulldog. It's not? <laughs> no. Okay, well, I don't know anything about dogs. It's what like is a it? purebred pit bull. Oh, okay. It looks like there's maybe some bulldog in there because it looks really little. Yeah, maybe it's some sort of American Staffordshire Terrier, but it's I would not think that this is a bulldog, especially because its ears are cut. It's a um, little creature. It's got a flat face. You're going to see this dog in like a year from now, and it's going to weigh 100 pounds more. And he's going to be jumping down the street. He's really cute. Jumping into my arms. Yeah, jumping into your heart. So sweet. He's like velvet. Get out of my dreams and into my sidecar and i'll be the you'll be the toronto weirdo who's, who's like known around town is like, <laughs> ask me about my dog that i can't name the breed of. yeah that i i found i just found it <laughs> see i i like the boot guy but maybe i wouldn't if he's annoying as i, as that I have seen him interacting with people and everyone's like i mean i don't remember his name but people are like hey craig or whatever like how's it going he's like doing good He's just doing his thing, and I think that's the most wholesome yeah. type of type of guy you could ask for. Yeah. yeah, as long as I mean, rubber boots are relatively for things to hate. Like it doesn't seem like he's hurting anyone, uh, but then he's also wearing them. So yes. I don't understand the commentary he's Statements. making. But yeah, it's it's perfect. Honestly, it's perfect. Yeah, it's fashion, baby. Spotted. Well, <laughs> speaking of perfect, 
Tom, if people want to find your music or follow you online, what would they do? Per he's speaking a perfect perfect segue. <laughs> compliment compliment your segue, and that's the segue. I love it. You can follow me on Twitter. Uh, my name is Demons Home. That's Demons underscore Home. <laughs> I make music under the name of Tommy Toned. You can find it by going to Trashtronics with an X dot Bandcamp dot com or just searching for Tommy Tone like full album or something on YouTube or go yeah. to TommyTone.com, which I've registered. That's how you can find what I do. And I may be playing some Tommy Tone shows in the future as well. Nice. Yes. Right. Exciting. Very cool. That's Alicia. it for me. Thank you. Alicia, <laughs> if people want to follow you on your various accounts or buy your book. Do either. I'm pretty easy to find. Um, but definitely buy the book. Um, Jessica. Yeah. If you want to buy a tote bag, you can definitely do that. We've got some left. And I know that they have a Dracula on them. But that shit is not just seasonal. That's evergreen. RetailNightmares.BigCartel.com is where all our merch is. I will mail it to you. You can request a bonus drawing or weird stuff from my house that I'll put in there for free. Or if you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so. Patreon.com slash Retail Nightmares. I'll put the picture of the mysterious dog that Tom sent us and the rubber boot man up there. And I'll show you what the crow gave me too, because that's pretty special. Garbage. <laughs> Literal pictures of garbage <laughs> I'll put up there for as low as $5 a month, whatever you want to donate. Thank you so much, Tom, for thanks for having me. Yeah, so good for to making time, for making it work across the, the time difference and cutting your work function short to spend time with us. Always a delight, always a joy. You were like the caffeinated tea that I forgot to drink today. So thank you. <laughs> And yeah, thank you so Alicia, much. I'm so glad you're bit by bit feeling better. Yeah, it's my uh, four week anniversary. Right. Every every Thursday will be a, an anniversary of your COVID versary. Week anniversary. Yeah, week anniversary. Uh, yeah. And thank you everyone for listening. We love you all. You're all love you're you. all such puppos. Um, do 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 do. Powering do, down. Do, Please insert quarter to continue. Do, oh no, do, there's milk spilling out of all of his holes. <laughs> uh oh, milk boy. Give me a quarter. I love quarters. Mm. Remember that machine? No. No. It's like a fortune teller thing. Oh. Oh. Zoltan? Goodbye. Zoltan? Zolt <laughs> you can't. Was it Zoltan? Was it a Zoltar? You don't yeah, it's like Zoltan or Zoltar. Don't mess with the Zohan. Keep okay. all of this in. Yeah, it's really good. We're going to start with We that. love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.